playoff preparation week continues for the Chiefs. And today we hear from quarterback Patrick Mahomes and head coach Andy Reid, who met the media. It's Wednesday, January 8th, and this is Sports BKC presented by Big O Tires. It's always interesting to hear what the quarterback and the coach have to say. Mahomes spoke to this team's swagger and having left tackle Eric Fisher back for this game. The Chiefs lost to Houston during the regular season. That was one of the games Fisher missed with an injury. Fisher likely will be aligned opposite Texans star J.J. Watt. After a break, Andy Reid responds to questions about preparing to play a team for a second time during the season. If the Chiefs win on Sunday, he'll answer the same question next week because the opponents in the other divisional round game, the Ravens and the Titans, were Chiefs opponents this season. We'll also hear Reid on how he plans to use the running backs, especially veteran LaShawn McCoy in the playoffs. And something I thought was most interesting toward the end of the interview was a thought on the advantage for Patrick Mahomes playing in the postseason for the second time. But first, here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say on Wednesday. How different is it this year for you going into the playoffs? Hmm? Last year, MVP season, throwing for a lot, having you know just a lot of points on the board. This year with a more balanced team, does it feel different going into the playoffs than it did a year ago? Uh, I mean, for me, I think the only thing that's that's really different is just having the experience, uh, being able to play in games like this at Arrowhead, and, and and being able to win one and lose one. And so I understand that how much every single play counts, uh, how much every single rep and practice counts, and how you have to really take advantage of every single opportunity that you get. Okay. You mentioned that um, the game speeds up in the playoff on that last year against the Colts, and that sort of the I think you can you can feel it in pregame warmups. You can feel the intensity. You can feel how, how much how much faster everybody's moving around. How much every single play counts. And you get out there in warmups and you feel that energy. And you have to make sure that you kind of maintain and and find a way to do whatever it is to to put your team in the best situation every single play. We asked Coach a little bit about his incredible record coming off buys and what his approach is during bye weeks that has allowed for that kind of success. What what is your own opinion on what allows? Um, Coach Reed to have the kind of success that he does coming off buys. How does he prepare you guys so well? I think he does a I think he does a good job of of letting us heal our bodies, but at the same time keeping us in that that same rhythm, that same thing that we have going all season long. Uh, he's gotten a, a good feel for it. Understands how to make sure our heads are still in the in the game and we're still preparing for that next game, even if we don't know necessarily who we're playing. And at the same time, we're healing our bodies and making sure that we're able to play fast when we when we get there. And so that's something that he's really kind of mastered as he's gotten he's gotten his coaching career. Uh, throughout the years. When you think back to that week six game, where are you health-wise maybe compared to, you know, I know you had that lingering ankle thing in week six. Where are you health-wise you think compared to that? Yeah, I mean, obviously I, I, the ankle thing has felt more better and better as, as the season's gone on, and I've, I've been able to heal that heal that up. But, uh, I mean, I, going out there, I still think I'm going to be able to move and do all this uh, similar type of things. I know I kind of banged it around that, that game, but uh, going in I'm definitely feeling good and ready to go out there and just play a, play a football game. I just asked Coach this a few minutes ago, but for you, similar to going up against the division team that you're so familiar with them, how much easier is the process in preparing for a team that you faced already with the schemes so when you're sitting down for game plan meetings that you have a better idea, you're not starting from scratch with a new look? Yeah, I think it's it's better when you can understand each and every player and, and kind of what they do and, and what the things are they're really good at and what things they don't do as well, and you're able to kind of figure out exactly how you want to attack. I mean, obviously this defense has a lot of really good football players on it, so we, we know 
it's going to be a challenge. And so we're just excited for the opportunity to go out there and play against uh, one of the best teams in the football league at this time of the year. During the bye week, you had enough time to kind of look back at yourselves. What did you kind of learn about yourselves going into the playoff run offensively that you feel that maybe you guys should improve upon more things that you could correct? I think it's just keep getting better at what we're doing. I mean, I think we've done a good job of, of keeping it balanced, uh, running, throwing, whatever it is, the screen game, and, and really everything, and just trying to do what we can to keep this offense rolling. And I think if we can just keep majoring on the details and focusing in on it, that we'll, we'll keep being able to put up uh, points when we need to. As you watch the game on Saturday, you're sitting there watching this playoff games, you're waiting for your opponent, right? Mm -hmm. How many times did you think it was going to be this team and that team and the other team? What was, what was your Saturday like watching these things? Yeah, I didn't really – I didn't necessarily focus on who it was going to be. I mean, we, we got a little lucky because the Patriots and Houston kind of play similar schemes. And then we, I looked – I watched a little bit of Buffalo during the, last week as well. And I kind of try to keep myself with just a broad base of who we're, who we could play. And uh, luckily I watched a good amount of Houston and we got them. And so I was able to really focus in on that as I came into the facility that, that next day and, and as this week has went on. Both teams are different, right? But when you look back at what the Texans did uh, last week, how much difference did they actually look from your eyes? Yeah, I mean, they, it, I think they do a good job of, of doing specific game plans for teams uh, uh, versus us. I mean, they did they did it one way, they do it different versus another team. And so I think the biggest thing is getting out there early in the game and figuring out what their their game plan is and then finding ways to, to execute against it. And I think Coach Reed's done a good job of – kind of building the game plan that we're able to do those things. After the game last season against the Patriots, you talked about needing to let it hurt and that it should help you move you guys forward in the offseason. I'm curious what you remember about the immediate aftermath of the game and how you felt and what you started to do to move forward this season, how quickly you did that. Yeah, I mean, anytime you lose and you're that close, you, I mean, you, you, you don't feel good. You, I mean, you're not going to be happy with the, with, with the season. But uh, as you look back on it, you understand the experiences that you got. And so I'm going to try to use those experiences to go out there and find a way to keep playing. I mean, we understand it's a day-by-day -day process. You have to execute every single day and be the best player you can be every single day from practice to meetings to whatever it is so that when you get to those games, you can execute at a high level and try to just keep playing. When you came off the field, do you remember – any sense of what you really felt or what you, what you observed as you went into the locker room and any particular hurt that came to mind? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's stuff that you, you've – kind of have with every time you end a season no matter what level it's at but uh, when you're that close uh, you want to make sure you give yourself an opportunity to get back and so we've done that this year we're, we're in the playoffs we understand we're still far away from our ultimate goal but we understand it's a day-by-day -day process and it's not something you can do uh, on one weekend or one game. Patrick, I, I remember before the season opened this year just kind of the expression you have when I asked you about an entire OTA mandatory minicamp training camp to develop new plays that you mm -hmm. guys had not put out together. Mm -hmm. um, some guys in the locker room have mentioned the idea that you know, maybe there are new plays that could be presented in the playoffs. Just how intriguing is that and how much of an aspect can that be on Sunday to, to do something new that haven't been shown in the first 16 games. Yeah, I mean, Coach Reed does a good job of having new plays every single week, it seems like. when We work on stuff, and even if we don't use it, we're able to kind of carry it on to the next week and find ways to, to execute versus different defenses. And so I think that's a, that's a great thing to have at this point in the season. You're able to still f do stuff that the teams can't scout for and, and do stuff that you can hopefully have success with uh, against those defenses. You had to play an extended stretch this season without Eric Fisher. 
Just how valuable has it been to have a veteran guy like that protecting your bat line side, especially against a guy like JJ? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, Fish has been playing at a high level for a, a long time now, and he's played against a lot of different uh, defense ends that are really good. And um, like you said, JJ Watt's a, uh, a heck of a player and someone who's done it for a long time as well. So just being able to have someone that you know has been able to go out there with the best of them and, and compete and, and really hold 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 his hold his own uh, is definitely something that gives you a lot of trust to uh, stand in that pocket and make those throws. Do you have to build a relationship with the left tackle just as far as you know them understanding what you're going to do in the pocket and knowing where they're going to be and working around that? Yeah, I mean, I try to build a relationship with all those guys. I mean, those are the guys that are protecting you, so I want to make sure that I know exactly what they're thinking, how they're going about their business, and, uh, I mean, obviously you want to make sure that you're that you're protected back there and able to uh, run the offense the way it's supposed to be ran. When you went ones versus ones at the beginning of the season against your own defense, and now when you do it later in the year, how different is that group? That you're kind of facing. Yeah, I mean, you get to see all the different schemes and different stuff that they're that they're kind of doing. Obviously, they can't game; they don't game plan for us. But you get to see the different different looks and how that quarterbacks have to really combat that. And uh, I mean, I'm, so, I'm glad that I'm not playing against them. I'll say that. What's your from Tyron Matthews just championship swagger, championship swagger. It seems like last game it, it sort of is bleeding into a lot of the offensive conversation as well. Just how much of the team do you think that they bought into this? Uh, idea that yeah, I think it's a mentality. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing at this point of the season. You're not going to be feeling the best. You're not going to be in the your perfect tip tip top shape. But you have to have that mentality that every single day you're gonna you're gonna try to be great. And I feel like with this team, with Tyron and with Frank, and then with the offense guys, Travis and Tyreek, that we've kind of built this mentality that every single day we're gonna go out there and be the best players that we can be. You uh, you got to watch Frank go through his sort of setback and injuries and just the up and down stress mm-hmm. that he had. Obviously everybody knows about your injury. Just from your vantage point going through what you went through, what was it like to sort of see him do his own sort of personal perseverance this regular season? Yeah, I mean it's been it's been awesome to see him kind of come on as late as he's gotten healthy and been able to do the things that he normally does. I mean, being last year playing against him, I understood that he's a he's a good football player that's always around the quarterback, and you see him go throughout the season, and he has his things or whatever it is, and kind of now getting healthy, you can see how much he can really impact the football game. And so I understand that with our defense, they, they're kind of all kind of coming into their own now and really impacting the game, and so we're going to try to do our do our part as an offense to find ways to win football games. Patrick, what I understand AFC Championship game won't stop at you. How long did the anger phase about that loss last? I, I think uh, I think it was it wasn't until after the Super Bowl. I think I kind of kind of went away, and you watched the Super Bowl uh, last year, and you're like, man, I wish we were in that game. But after that, I kind of just went right back to, to working out, getting my body in the best shape possible, and trying to prepare to be in moments like we'll be in this weekend. I know it's the other side of the table, but what do you see out of Deshaun Watson <coughs> kind of from Week Six to now? Did you see? And then obviously the playoff game where he has an ability to kind of escape tacklers and never give up mentality. Yeah, I mean. If you've watched Deshaun since college, and I'm sure even since high school, they're never out of a game. I mean, he's someone that can make big plays happen no matter what the scenario is, and he's not—he's going to fight until the end. And so I, you know that going into the game, so you know that coming in as an offense or and as a defense and, and as a team, you have to make sure that you're on top of it all game long. It's going to be a 60-minute fight or even longer, whatever it takes. I mean, you have to make sure that you come in with that mentality that you're going to play your best football every single snap. What are your expectations of what the atmosphere is going to be like? I mean, what's your message to fans and the mentality they need to bring when they come to Arrowhead on Sunday? Yeah, I mean... I'm not. I don't even have to say it. I mean, they're going to be there, and and they're going to be loud. And so the atmosphere is going to be amazing. We'll, we'll we'll be able to enjoy it. We're going to go out there, and we're going to play our play our best football, and uh, try to find a way to to get a win. And I'm sure that that crowd will be uh, a big help in that. 
couple I'm more notes to Sean. This is going to be the second year since 2003 where the AFC Super Bowl quarterback isn't Brady or Roethlisberger or uh, or. Um, yeah, Manning. Um, and now you and Deshaun and Lamar Jackson are all still alive in this phase of the playoffs. It's going to be somebody else. What do you see whenever you look at those guys and kind of the idea of this new class of young quarterbacks trying to, to fight for the AFC? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's exciting. You're getting to play guys that you've kind of seen around as you've kind of gone through the either the recruiting cycle or being in college and then now in the NFL. Uh, and, and so you understand that they're, they're good football players. They have really good football teams. And, uh, I mean, it, you just want to be in this part of the season and be able to play for, for something. And I'm excited that I have a, a team around me that we're, we'll be able to go out there and play our best football and hopefully win. Do you, do you feel any of the weight of that generation of guys not being here in this moment this season? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, for me, it's all kind of that same mentality. No matter who it is, we have to go out there and, and do what do what we do as an offense, as a team, in, in order to win. And uh, we understand that the challenge is going to be high, but we're going to still play our best football. And success throwing the football down the field, Pat. What I, I guess, what is the successful part for you? Is it feel? Is it the chemistry? The timing? Andy said it was timing. What What do you? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is just knowing when to when to take your shots and when to, to kind of go for the big play. Um, I mean, it obviously helps that I have really fast guys running running routes for me and that can go out and catch the ball. But uh, yeah, just being on the same page with those guys and giving them chances to make plays. Okay, thanks, guys. If your steering wheel has more traction than your actual tires, that's a big O no. Thankfully, for all your car's big O nos, there's always a big O yes. Now through February 2nd, buy three, get one free on select sets of four Aspen Touring AS or Mesa AP2 brand tires with paid installation purchase. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Disposal fees extra and up to 10% shop fee based on non-discounted regular retail price not to exceed $35 were permitted. See store for pricing. Eligibility may vary. Not valid with other offers. At participating locations, no cash value. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. All right. So uh, really the only um, person that will miss practice today is Mo Claiborne, and it's for personal reasons. So... Um, it's not due to due to injury. Everybody else will practice. Um, look forward to the challenge of playing the Texans. We know they're a good football team, so we got to get ourselves ready, and we're going to go through the process of that and and um, and get ready again for you know to play against a good football team and a great great atmosphere here at Arrowhead. So with that, time's yours. Eddie, what makes a good deep passing game in, in your eyes? Kind of the way you've developed it over the over the years. Completions. Um, you know it's got to be worked timing wise with the quarterbacks and the receivers tight ends running backs in some cases so there's just there's a ton of timing and work that goes into that so um, and then practicing it having good players good quarterbacks 
Coach, I know it works both ways, but when you're facing a team for the second time, I know you do it within the division, but does it get easier during your game plan meetings when you're talking with the players because everybody's so familiar because you've faced them before that you can get a little bit more done in that way? Yeah, we have that, that part that's familiar. Uh, they're familiar with us. We're familiar with them. Um, and so you dig in and you study. They, they do a variety of things uh, on both sides of the football and special teams. So whatever route they're going to go with it, um, you, you got to make sure you study. And that, that's the part that takes the time, whether you know them or don't know them. Um, you got to make sure that you have all the bases covered there. Andy, with everything that occurred with Patrick in terms of injuries and then the amount of injuries you got to certain skill position players, how fortunate is it to not only get the bye week, but that it appears that Patrick and all the skill position players are as healthy as you could want going into January? Yeah, I mean, this time of the year, uh, I think that's a good thing. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's a long season, um, 17 weeks into it, and uh, um, it's good to have those guys out there and running around. So, I mean, that's a plus. Um, I think Bill would probably tell you the same thing on the other side, having his guys there is a, is a plus. So, uh, as much continuity as you can keep, you, you appreciate. One thing we talked about is how the speed of the game picks up in the playoffs. What gives you the confidence that McCole is ready for this amount of national spotlight in this type of game? Yeah, well, first of all, he came from a major college, so he's used to playing in front of big crowds and uh, at a high level. Um, I'm not that worried about him in this in this atmosphere. Um, I, I, I not, not this worry. I just want him to prep for the plays and making sure that he has that down, and then go play. So, and he's got enough guys around him that have been. You know, either here or somewhere else, been to the playoffs. So he's got good people he can he can talk to. Coach, you had mentioned a load management approach with Lashawn McCoy at the <clears> second <throat> half of the season progressed. How how fresh is he now, and how much do you see his role increasing as we enter the playoffs? Yeah, well, we've got three good backs that we can we can move in and out, so that we feel comfortable with. And um, um, you know, our young kids come along good, and and so. Uh, between the three of them, they give you all of them give you a different flavor. So we're good with all of them. Um, I don't want to slight one over the other right now, but the, all three will most likely have a chance to contribute. So. Eric Richards had some pretty good games against JJ Watt in the past. You know, what is it that's really helped him build into the reliability you've had there on the, you know, on the backside of the quarterback and his success against JJ? Well, they know each other first, right, from college. So before he transferred to Wisconsin, they were together. You know, up in Michigan, there, so they they know each other, and um, and there's a battle that goes on. I mean, because of that, uh, it's that's a fun thing to watch. It's uh, um, JJ's gotten a few, Eric's gotten a few, but it's 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 a it's a good battle, which it will be on Sunday. But there's that personal side of it too, where they where they know each other, that makes it even even better. But I wouldn't say one's over the other. Um, I think they they both get after each other and. It's, it's uh, you know, if you have eyes for the O and D line, that's a good one to watch. We kind of, kind of like uh, to follow up what BJ was talking about uh, when you face a team a second time. Uh, I know it's the playoffs and nobody needs any motivation, right? Because you lose, you know, you lose your home. But uh, do you find that there's an advantage? One, you know, if you've won, you're extra confident. You've lost, you've got more motivation to prove that you're better is is there an edge that comes one side or the other yeah i think listen i i think you're you're in the playoffs and i think all that you play right so you just get in and go and when you're in the moment you're not thinking all that 
your thing of winning your one-on-one -on -one battle and how you're going to do that. And uh, if you win it, you, you want to win it again. And if, if you get beat on it, then, then you're going to come back and figure it out and, and, and get busy to do there, it the right way. Is there an edge for the guys who didn't get a chance to play? I, don't know, I, I think they all would like to play because they're a good football team, so now they have an opportunity. Coach, your record coming off buys is, is pretty incredible. What, what is your approach to preparing during a bye week that, that allows you to have that kind of success? Yeah, I, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know uh, necessarily what other people do. Um, I, you know, I always say I've got good coaches and good players, and I think that's probably it. Um, I, I don't know... I don't know why that why that's happened. It's one of those, just one of those things, I think, so. Will be presumably healthy? Does he factor right back in, or will that be something you guys work through throughout the week? Yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes uh, during the week. Um, you know, Wiz did a nice job the last time he was in, so, um, you know, we're comfortable with either guy, obviously. You mentioned just the, the experience mattering, having past playoff experience. What are some of the finer details that you yeah. Well, you understand that the game's faster, uh, and it's hard to explain that, but there's a certain urgency that comes with it. Not that the guys aren't playing hard. That's not what it is. It's just it's a step up. And every level you take in the playoffs, they're just that much faster the game is. Is, is that something that's difficult to, to coach and explain? Is something that you actually have to experience and be on the field for to, to know it? Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't be successful at it, right? So you just have to know it and then take it to heart and then go about your work during the week that way. Yeah. And so many coaches go on to be head coaches elsewhere. I'm curious in your experience, what do they learn by going on the head coaching interviews? Like what positives do they pick up from those experiences? Yeah, so, um, well, they can learn a ton about other organizations, how they're run. And... Um, and expectations there, you know. So um, uh, that either gives them another opportunity down the road or um, something that they can file away, you know, for whether it's this year or the following year, you know. How many times have you, like, if you had an assistant go on these interviews, maybe they don't get hired, but they come back and they communicate to you, yeah, I this. I can tweak my plan this way. I can. You know, sure. Yeah. Every time they have an opportunity to do it, they they've learned and. Um, you know, it's just whatever flavor that the that the ownership or general managers, whatever flavor they, they want. And so, um, you know, they have a choice. They have this wide pool and they pick from. So, My last question is, I, I'm sure you've addressed this over the course of a year, but what, how similar or dissimilar or whatever is the play calling mechanism now compared to past years when I was a big guy under Nags and Doug was yeah. similar as yeah, same basic thing. So, um, you know, EB gets a plays to the to the quarterback. Um, he and I talk. We put formulate in between series what we're going to call, and, and we go with it. Andy, what tells you that Pat is maybe more prepared for playoff football than he was even last year? Well, I think, Adam, I think it's just experience in general. Um, I mean, last year that was a whirlwind. You'd probably say coming in is really a a rookie or a second year guy that didn't play much his first year. So um, getting used to the speed, the defenses, all those things of the game, and then up in that when you get in the playoffs um, was one more thing. So 
that's that's where the experience you know helps you a little bit. Since the last the, since the last game against the Texans, did you ever get a clarification from the league on the non-pass interference call against Kelsey? Um, I did. Yes. I, Are you I, satisfied I, with that? Well, I. Listen, unless you're going to pay for me, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to kind of let that one go. <laughs> we talk a lot about experience and, you know, these young quarterbacks and how they've gotten through experience. Can you think back to when you first coached in playoff games, how much more prepared you are coaching in these games or how long did that kind of take you to get the feel for the speed? Because it's fast for coaches too. Yeah, well, you, you've got to be on your game. I mean, um, but that's the part you love, right? So the questions about the players or coaches, I mean, this is what we do, and uh, we're fortunate to be in this position, and, and uh, you love that opportunity. And you know it doesn't happen every year. So when you're there, um, it, it's the ultimate challenge, and, and let's go. Did you feel comfortable after a couple of games as a head coach in the playoffs? Or, you know, I, when did you feel like, hey, man, this, I understand the speed is where it is? Yeah, listen, I mean, that was a long time ago, so I can't, I'm not sure. I. Um, I don't know that. I, it's a good question. I just don't know the answer. Coach, I've, you talked a lot about the experience of someone like McCall Hardman in front of big crowds. What is, what is it like for someone like Colin Saunders who didn't come from a big college and is getting ready to play in a big game like this? Yeah. Um, I, think, I think with his personality, if you know him, I don't think that's going to bother him. He, uh, he is as upbeat a guy. and very, He's very smart. And... Um, and he's a fun, kind of fun-loving guy that brings energy to a room and, you know, and that whole deal. So I don't think that's going to be a problem for him. I don't foresee that. He's not, no. So. Coach, you saw the Texans come back from a pretty large deficit when you played them in week six and then again against the Bills. How do you prepare your players going into a game where they're facing a team that has shown that kind of fight till the end mentality? Yeah, yeah, you got to play four quarters of football. Yeah, so you know that. Um, you have to do it during the season, even more so uh, during the game. You look at stats over the years and playoff games, the margin between the winning and losing is uh, even more narrow than what it was during the season. So um, you've got to make sure that you're sharp on all your different situations that you come across and, and uh, uh, your two minutes and four, all those things become prevalent, uh, even more magnified than they are during the regular season. Jay. Andy, you mentioned that you know last year was kind of a whirlwind for Pat, and a lot of things went right. And then this year is the ankle, the knee, and has talked about how he has to win games different ways. Can you kind of talk about the growth you saw in him, and how he had to get through this year, and kind of the self scouting that he's kind of seems really good at? Yeah, I loved it because the second year is a tough year for quarterbacks. Tough, tough year. These, these guys, there's some great minds in the National Football League that are coaching the defensive side of the ball. So. Um, they have a whole year offseason to study it, and they're going to come back with their absolute best against you. And, and he answered it, and he did it through some adversity, like you're saying, with injuries or players that weren't playing, whatever it might be. Um, and he didn't flinch. He kept the same attitude, the same work ethic, uh, and he went after it. And he had a major injury that he pushed through where the coaches and the trainers and the doctors all had to back him off. And so you know, that mindset... Um, is important in this day and age of football. It's, it's an important thing to have, especially in a leadership position. Last one. 
Coach, last year we saw Traverius Ward develop a lot of confidence, just the way that he played in the postseason there, and then this year kind of build upon that. Just the for a quieter guy that he is, just for him to build that confidence, how important is that at that position going into the playoffs and some of the guys he's going to face this? Yeah, he's a, he's a smart kid. He is quiet, but he's a smart kid. And um, and I, I felt like it was just a matter of him, more reps he got, the more things he saw from these defenses. He's a bigger kid too, so he has to play it a little different way than the smaller, you know, ultimate quick twitch guy. I mean, he's a little bit longer than that. And uh, like some of the corners in this league. So he, uh, and they, they just have to play it a little different and be able to read and see things and, and react to that. And I think that's where he's gotten better. That'll do it for today. Thanks for downloading Sportsbeat KC presented by Big O Tires. Derek Donovan produced today's episode with sound provided by Shelly Yang. Hey, please take a moment to rate, review, and share this podcast. Every interaction helps. We'll be back on Thursday for another episode of Sportsbeat KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.